हरिओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नम A question becomes a quest when it makes the heart really restless to get to the answer. Each one of us will have a slightly different question, but essentially we are seeking the same understanding. One of the most often questions are who am I? And this verse in the Bhagavadam says exactly that. Kastvam koham kuta ayataha. Who am I? Who are you? Who are any of us? And the verse says, "Where have we come from?" But I think, in translation, when we think about what people really want to know, is why am I here, and what is it that I'm really supposed to be doing? And all these questions, if we really pursue it, we come to the same conclusion, the same infinite truth. when we inquire into things it takes a while to put everything together and figure it out like the murder mysteries that we see on tv or reads in books even there we see that each suspect is individually questioned and then the detective slowly pieces together the evidence to find out the motive and the method that was used and why was it done in the first place Even in science we see that this inquiry has so many components sometimes things are dissected and taken apart to see the mechanics of how it works or experiments are done and chemicals are put together to see how they respond and react to each other and variables like proportions are changed and even after physical experiments are done then some things are worked out through inference and logic for instance we know through quantum physics that the table or the chair that we sit on is not actually solid and but it feels very solid and they explain it that the vibrations on the table when it resist the vibration that goes to make up our body when the two energies are resisting each other and we can't pass through it what we experience is solid so that's not something we can directly see but they work it out and so with any kind of inquiry some effort has to be made to work it out spiritually speaking also when we inquire into who we are when we inquire into this world the rishis found through much inquiry that this world is not substantial it's constantly changing and things are not what they appear to be so spoiler alert for those people who haven't watched the movie or read the book the example is the very well known book gone girl and the first half of the book as you read the book you're thinking she's so lovely and he's so horrible and you know why did he do this to her and why is she putting up with it and you're rooting for her that she should um, you know come out of this uh, successful and happy and victorious and then suddenly halfway through the book you realize nothing of what you first thought about this person is true she's actually terrible and what she's doing to him is horrible and poor guy and so when it's depicted in a movie like this it's very easy for us to see that things are not what they appear to be but in our lives too when we look back 
not when it's happening at the time, we're not able to see it so clearly, but when we look back, we think somebody hates someone, and then after working with them for a few months, realize, well, actually, this person's quite a nice character and has a really good side to them. Or the opposite, we feel someone is so lovely and so amazing and so charming and so reliable, and then after a while we think, hmm, we were quite wrong in that judgment. So in Bajogavindam, when talking about this world and talking about how it's just in appearance, it's described as Swapna Vicharam. It's a dream. And so while living in this world itself, we can dismiss it as a dream. And this example of a dream is beautiful because one, we wake up and we realize it wasn't what we thought it was. In the sense, it passes. But the second way in which the world is like a dream is that it feels so real when we're going through it. You know, sometimes a teenager wakes up in the morning and they have a pimple and they're horrified and they look at their face again and again and again and all they can see is this pimple and it's almost like they're seeing a face on a pimple rather than the pimple on the face. It becomes so big in the head. And years later, you think, oh, that was so silly. But when we were going through it, we genuinely feel the anxiety. We genuinely feel the horror and the pain of it. It feels very, very real. Or even in something more pleasant, like when people have a crush on each other and they feel giddy with happiness and they feel they're floating rather than walking and they think it's so amazing and the world is so much better and I didn't know birds were so pretty and then when the crush fizzles off and it's past it's over we think what was I thinking but at the time it feels very very real this world as we're going through things, we feel all the emotions acutely. It's only when it's over do we realize that it didn't have to be so horrendous or I didn't have to be so excitable. I could have been logical and practical about it. The only way to know that it's a dream and the only way to know that it passes is to wake up. And so, every time the scriptures talk to us about us dreaming this world that we are in, it's an urge for us to wake up. Think about it. For more in-depth talks from Swamini Supriyananda and other excellent teachers of the Chinmaya mission, you can subscribe to chinmayaclicks.com. You can also visit the Chinmaya channel on YouTube for bite-sized inspiration and discourses on in-depth Vedantic texts. To know about local classes, activities, and upcoming retreats, visit www.chinmayamission.com and see you on the next podcast.